0: Hey there, good morning, good day, good afternoon. Clark Brown for a new episode of Disaster Podcaster. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Short, short podcast today. I usually run these into 35 or 40 minutes, but I'm, I'm actually cutting a short one today. I want to kind of try out getting uh, straight to the point. Don't have a guest. Don't have a real serious topic today. I just want to kind of go over some musings that I have. I was uh, typing up and contributing to some blogs that we've got to get posted out for the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to put them down in the bottom here today. Uh, I just want to kind of recap last week or two, what's been going on. I really want to ask everybody to share this with people, and not just because I want more likes and clicks and subscriptions and all that, but um, a lot of people I just keep finding out just don't know that we have a podcast, and they said, I would listen to that in my vehicle. So, you know, if you find value and you enjoy your time listening to what I have to say, which I don't know why you would, you know, tell a friend, tell a, share with a colleague, let somebody know, just, I just find out every week that we talk about some things that a lot of people are trying to find answers to. It's going to bring me to a big subject today. First, I want to talk about... <sighs> kind of a you ever have those weeks that are just incredible but they're exhausting (laughs) we had that last week Uh, toby and i both spent the full week in the united states of texas last week and we we went down to visit a new client i toured around and saw a few old friends and colleagues that i'll talk about in a moment and then we went up and met with some current clients and then we ended up having a big gathering for a dinner on Thursday night with a bunch of restorers and it was a uh, it was freaking great it was really great and I'll tell you why so we started out in Houston and then I left over went over to San Antonio had breakfast with one of the founders of Procure great product I've used it I, I recommend it for what it's used for often and um, went up and had a lunch with the restorer, and had dinner one night with a director of operations for one of the nation's largest disaster companies and Cotton. I had dinner with Cotton with Brian Miller, good friend of mine. You may not know him. Here's what's interesting is some of the big people really, I say big, impactful, productive people are not in these Facebook groups. And I know that's where a lot of my listeners come from. That's where I spend a lot of my time. But I want to know that there's a lot of people that are living their life and don't know anything about the Rebels, Restoration Nation, or Water Damage Restoration Group, or whatever, whatever they are. It's just not where they... Dive in. Doesn't mean they wouldn't. Some of them not on social media at all. So we went up, saw some folks in uh, Dallas. And then we had a big dinner on Thursday night, as I mentioned, north of Fort Worth at a place called Babe's Fried Chicken. And let me tell you what, it was the wrong week for me to start a carnivore diet where I couldn't eat carbs and sides because that's what they specialize in. Anyone that's ever been to Babes or knows about Babes in Dallas-Fort Worth area will know what I'm talking about. It was uh, pretty epic. It was really epic. But just really just a great time. A bunch of guys and gals that had never met one another. Some of them have. Some of them knew each other by reputation. And it was a, gosh, two, two, three hour dinner. They always are. They always are. Restaurants hate us because we take up a lot of table space for a long period of time, but we tip well. But they just made some new colleagues, communications, people that never really thought that they would want to talk about certain things with someone else. They did. But I'll tell you, throughout the week, something that spawned me to make this topic today, and I have a blog that we wrote today. We're editing. We'll produce it in a few weeks, but I'm going to link it down below if you want to read it. You'll get a sneak peek of it before. it goes live on the website or mass mailing or whatever format that we put it out in. It's called Unsocial Media and Misinformation Highway. So let me set this up. Last week, I was talking to, a, uh, I don't know, five or six restores that were brand new into this industry. And I say brand new within the last two or three years, still drinking from the fire hose, still learning something every single day, searching for what they don't know. A lot of people are ailed by what do I not know because this business is complicated. And you might go to the ICRC and still walk away knowing something, but not nearly enough. And and it's why I made a post a few weeks ago that ICRC their certifications are not education. Some people got their really, really, really G strings tied up in knots, but um it was a it was halfway of witty post. Of course I think that their certifications are an incredible part of your education, but it's just a step. It's not enough and it certainly doesn't match experience and application of what you learn. So but I just noticed a lot of new new faces last week, spend a lot of time in these groups and they've all had similar experiences to where I'm sure you are going to relate to. Number one, I call it unsocial media. It's amazing to me that grown men and women will treat other people that they've never met the way they do on social media sometimes things that they would never say to anyone face to face whether it be cowardice or whatever but um just the sheer audacity of being so condescending and sometimes downright nasty has always perplexed me now I think that there's a way that we might give some advice that's saved sometimes it may come across that way I'm not talking about answers that are black and white saying you know, what you've been told is wrong etc etc but telling people they need to get out of the industry they need to go back to school what kind of idiot are they etc 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 talking about their family i've seen it all the rebels group why do you think i left that world it was so toxic so debilitating what you're doing is someone new comes along that's seriously looking to try to learn something new and they're met with dozens hundreds of comments that are a mix of helpful unhelpful destructive misinformation and that person may or may do a few different things and that's what this blog's about they may disappear go underground never ask another question be completely embarrassed frustrated irritated but they might stay around to lurk lurkers are big in social media groups people who will never ask or say anything why do you think that is it's because of this because of the just fear of the people that have been doing this a while and by the way doesn't mean they necessarily do it right but they've been doing this for any period of time that they've self-created this narrative that they know everything and they will treat people this way So what we have is this system, this environment where people won't ask any more questions and they will continue to possibly do things wrong and never really trust anyone else that really tells them anything online and then turn around and our industry will use those people and those behaviors as not part of our industry. When we had an ideal opportunity to speak up and help someone. Now, that's certainly not everyone. There are certain people who always are empathetic or understanding or ask more clarifying questions to make sure they know what they're being asked and then hopefully provide some sage advice. The other side is if you ask a question in those groups, you get 314 direct messages or Comments about a product or a service that they either sell or a friend of theirs sells, or a software that they like, and oftentimes (laughs) has nothing to do with what they even ask. And it's just it's so confusing that whole world for someone who doesn't know anything. And I think what it's missed by a lot of people is if you've been around this business for a while, some things you've learned, hopefully from the right way. That what you've learned, it's hard to unlearn, and it's hard to remember what it was like to not know something. And that's why we see such polarizing comments and reactions from people. is because they can't relate to what it was like eight years ago, 12 years ago, 30 years ago, stumbling through trying to build a business and spending money and time and hardship and hurting people or whatever and making mistakes, but they they didn't have somebody to ask. There wasn't the internet. So this all creates a real dangerous potential for us to do what many of us are trying to do, which was clean up this industry. So maybe as a takeaway, just think about it for a minute. If someone's asking a question that to you might seem very freshman or early, it's an opportunity. And they aren't asking because they're trying to be snarky or smart. You're the one doing that back. So just for a moment, just imagine that they had to probably suck up a whole lot of courage to make that post, to make that comment. And then maybe the right answer will create one more micro step towards our industry being more in line with the people we want to be doing it right. The other part of that conversation was the misinformation. And again, last week, week many 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 people told me they read this by so and so in the rebels and they saw this and they saw that and it's really just more about the internet in general it's an avalanche it's an absolute tsunami of information coming across and I think sometimes (laughs) the old telephone game where in school a teacher would whisper something into one ear of a student and then they're on the line they would turn whisper it and how it would come out completely different at the end. I think people have learned things they have adjusted what they heard and only listened to a little bit of it and didn't put the whole picture together and now have created a completely different narrative and lesson and now they're teaching other people people that and that's that's pretty bad it's pretty harmful and it's again extremely confusing causing people to ask questions to try to clarify and then they get met with the mob as i mentioned before youtube recently made a statement that currently january 2023 an average of 3.7 million videos oh a day are uploaded a day So that the volume of information being put online through groups, through Facebook, through Instagram, or whichever other nefarious snooping. government, whatever you want to call it, platform that we're all playing in, there are people there trying to just sell you something. And they don't always have the information that's best for you. And sometimes it's parts and nuggets of the right information until you go to the other. First off, some people just can't afford to be paying top dollar for a lot of things. Coaching, mentoring. We talk to a lot of people in our business about coaching, mentoring, and we're quick to say it just might be a little early. I think mentoring is incredibly important, but hiring a coach or a consultant at a very 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 young small age when cash flow is everything i recommend against that and we have some other options to send people towards that but mostly i just say you know go to restoration nation on facebook or our private group restoration nation and no one in that group is making snarky comments no one there is making someone feel bad that doesn't exist there our moderators have absolute kill power it's part of the getting into the group you agree to the rules and the rules say that you don't do that you don't need a rule to not be an asshole so if you're an asshole you're immediately eradicated okay so there's one thing so i hope that we're creating something that can start to change what i'm talking about but not everyone needs a coach but the pain sometimes is so bad and sometimes the commercials are so good or the uh, advertisement so deliciously look like they are great that people spend a lot of money on something that there's really nothing behind the curtain so last week we talked a lot about with people who had been down those road had clicked the bait took the bait, clicked on this, got lulled into the big promise to not have anything really to show for it after spending a lot of profit. So that's the world. That's, that's just how it goes. Shame on you for not checking references. If a person is promising big results, ask them to provide you with a handful of people to contact without telling you which ones. Here, call one of these six people and ask them how it's gone for them ask them what they're doing, how it went, what challenges they still have. Those are the validations that people need to have before they just believe what someone says. So I I really wanted to uh, talk today about the Internet in general. It's full of misinformation, fake news. There's not a day that goes by that someone says they heard something, and it's not true. But Facebook said it. Certainly not true. So I just tell everybody to trust but validate. Another thing last week is it, again, confirmed some of the biggest, biggest, things that I would say if I put them in order one, two, and three of things that restores are struggling with and asking how to overcome. Number one is really a close one with number one and two because they are connected. But I would say, I know when people talk to me because I hear a lot of content, but people say client onboarding. How do I control or set up the narrative of how I'm going to bill and what my company will and won't do. These carriers, these TPAs are calling me and putting a wedge between my customer and I and blah, blah, blah. All this is onboarding, onboarding, onboarding. And I can't tell you enough, if you do not have a dedicated process and, and, and really a lot of training in ter- you know, from wherever, create your own. Just identify what you want your customer to hear and know and then figure out who is the best person on the team to repeat that to them over and over and over how you get your entire team to follow that train so that when these problems do come up with the carrier which they are going to the carriers are not going to just one day just give up and say hey you guys just you know keep what you're billing for it's okay but you want your customer to say yeah i was ready for the carrier to say that i understand the carriers trying to cut the your bill because for no good reason so onboarding 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 If you want help with that, of course we can help you. You know, restoration advisors. Followed number two closely is getting paid and avoiding the insurance company or TBAs or whoever of contacting you, writing checks to your customer for undervalued claims, et cetera, et cetera. It goes back to number one. You're not going to stop them from doing it. It's a machine. It's a train. It's a heavy train with 400,000 cars. It's not going to stop. It's just going to keep going. It's going to run you over. But you can figure out how to get off the track with your customer and be on the side and safety. I'm mixing up some metaphors now, aren't I? <laughs> you can learn how to divert some of that and be prepared for it. And also, I, I would say the big overlooked benefit of client onboarding is it allows you to identify the clients that might not be a good fit for your ideal client, the people who value what you do. You're going to get a bunch of people who don't, and they're the ones that are more than happy to keep the check when they get it from the insurance company or not pay you at all. You don't want those. And then the third one, the third biggest topic that still comes up all the time is the how to not use Xactimate for mitigation. Absolutely. Absolutely. certain that mitigation does not require the use of Xactamate. It's much, much easier if you don't and that's either in TM of some sort or line item or hybrid or something like that. But I've now helped train hundreds and others have too. Hundreds of restorers who are just have vacated Xactimate for mitigation. For reconstruction, it still makes sense. I would recommend you really, really know your numbers and modify your price list. That being said, if you're going to continue to use Xactimate, make sure you're making a profit. Make sure you, you know, I don't mean just adding line items for things that don't exist. Everyone says, oh, Xactimate, I can find things on the list. List to keep adding on. Well, that's is that really the right price for the job? I don't know. Are we just playing the game? Are we fluffing it up just so that they take it down? We're back where we wanted to be. That happens a lot. But it's really the ability to price the job on the front side with T and M or line item or something, getting an actual contract which goes into your onboarding to not having you don't even have to sketch except for the moisture mapping all the sketching measuring going back and sit in front of the computer whether you have someone that you pay to do that by the way who usually is not billable to the job or you the owner or the leader of your company sitting up doing it when you could be doing many other things that bring revenue that's just a wasted thing but that's just number three that's the number three thing those are the top three things that i still hear from a lot of people Lastly, I'll tell you what's going to happen for the next month or two. Right now, a lot of people have huge receivables on their books from the freezes. They found out really, really quick that they took on a whole lot of work and they had a whole lot of payroll that was overtime, double time, whatever that was, and now insurance company is realizing how much money they have to pay out and they have clogged up the bank so you're sitting on a whole lot of money probably calling the insurance company every day or have someone on your staff that's paid a salary to do so which is overhead which is overhead And you're having them call, but no one's calling the customer. Have the customer call their insurance company and demand payment because you should have terms. But a lot of people are hungry right now and really, really tight with cash, and they know they're going to be getting the next month or two, so that's okay. But then you're going to have a whole lot of money in the next month or two. A whole lot. All your profit. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to put that back into your company, into marketing, and try to update your marketing or improve what you're doing or maybe bring aboard a business development person and get off of programs if you are or find ways to be more profitable or implement new things or maybe change to a software that shows you the right information so that you can make better decisions what are you going to do with that money it's interesting maybe you're buying more equipment maybe you found out during the storm that you were a, you know just incredibly short on equipment you had more opportunities than you had equipment well that's good but I would, I would warn you, this is advice to anyone, before you buy pallets more of equipment for next year's freeze, because you aren't probably going to see another case where in the next couple of months where you maximize everything again, I don't know that I would necessarily put all my money into that right now. Maybe that's a late summer thing if you think that's going to be a cold winter again. But how about between now and then, you put that money into a strategy to create a whole lot more calls. So maybe you aren't relying just on the freeze so that you get calls when it's slow all the time. I'm not going to sit here and do the whole plumber, plumber, plumber deal. There's a lot of places that you can get a lot of new work. So that's it for the podcast today. Real light, you know, a couple of 20 minutes or so. Just wanted to kind of go over the uh, unsocial media misinformation highway and circling back around that. How do we stop it? Don't let people treat other people like shit. Step up, say something, call it out be a participant in the groups. Don't just lurk. Lurkers are 95% of the groups. They just sit there and they take, they soak up information and hopefully they filter it with what's good and what's wrong. But how about contribute to it? How about more good quality people are in the groups or in the forums than not? Imagine how different that would be. Imagine the impact on the the society of it all. Maybe that's my challenge to you is, is jump in. You see all the comments, you see all the Problems and the blocks in the road. Maybe you've got a way that you've overcome some things. Maybe others do too, and it's been said, but the more people that say the same thing, or at least somewhere in the same realm, the more believable, the more we help other people. If you don't want to help other people, that's fine too, but we're probably not friends. (laughs) That's it for me, closing out for the week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you don't please let me know what you know sometimes I have great things to talk about sometimes I have great guests and sometimes I don't but if you've got something that you would like to see a deep dive into a topic or have a conversation about something if you'd love to be a guest please let me know drop a comment send us an email at restorationadvisors.com on our contact page however get a hold of us through socials whatever But um, we would love to really, really make our podcast something attractive for everyone and something for everyone. So that's it for me. Take care. Check us out at restorationadvisors.com. And if we can help you with anything, check out our online courses and document packages. Everyone is seeming to have a great thing to say about the ROI on those things. So if you want to check those out, feel free. Take care.